Welcome back, Perfect Peeps, to Perfect Dad Dev. Today we're talking about making Flutter games with Flame Engine. We have a whole Flame Engine crew with us today. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello there. Hi. Instead of me trying to uh, introduce everyone, we're just going to have uh, each of you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, and we can start with Lucas or Spider. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I'm a developer. I just quit my contract with a big company called Klarna to now now like work more on Flame and my own projects and probably travel a bit when the restrictions open up. Yeah. I also build keyboards and do a lot of climbing. I saw a fancy keyboard in front of you there. I don't know yeah. if my like mind would be able to wrap around everything that's going on. <laughs> it's not it's not that complicated as it looks. Let's see. Yeah, it's a lot it more er- ergonomic. It is, it is complicated. Yes, it's not easy. <laughs> if you had to solve something, it's not easy. <laughs> awesome. Um, Wolven, we'll take you next. Yeah, uh, my name is uh, Jochem, also known as uh, Wolven or Wolvenbrain online. I'm a full-stack uh, developer, uh, mostly uh, working on video call uh, technology using uh, Flutter. And uh, I'm uh, obsessed with uh, rendering techniques, and that's something you use in game engines. And Flame is a game engine, so it was quite uh, logical that I was uh, gonna use it for uh, making really weird things in Flame. <laughs> and uh, they, yeah, they've been stuck with me uh, ever since. Well, I'm sure they're not too stuck with it. I mean, it must be a pleasure working with someone that wants to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> cool uh right now ah yes uh, i don't have a cool nickname like wolverine or spiden you can call ju- me just you know and that's it um and uh i'm a front-end developer ex javascript developer very recently i started working with uh, flutter also in my daily job not only um the side project uh, slash open source stuff and yeah that's it Cool. Well, it's it's great, again, that uh, all of you could join me. I, I know I kind of reached out somewhat randomly, but I was, I've been trying to, like, build up some Flutter um, repertoire, if you will. And uh, I'm a huge web dev, that's why we have the show. I love kind of everything development. But as Flutter continues to grow, um, with, with Google finally kind of releasing it to the hub and, and different things like that, I started down the line of, well, do you make JavaScript games and try to like port it over? And I start Googling and like immediately found Flame Engine keep popping up over and over and over around Flutter. So I'm like, how do I talk to these people about, um, you know, making games on Flutter? So thanks for for joining me and kind of going through that. Um, so a lot of a lot of the folks, we had one podcast a while back on Flutter, but for those who don't know, can you kind of talk through like what Flutter is and how we might uh, go about using that for development? Yeah, that's the <clears throat> that's the kind of uh, question that we may take the answer as granted because it's something that we use every day and using since uh, like 2017. Uh, and it's like, just just what is life? You know, it's a, this kind of a difficult answer. Uh, Flutter is, uh, what I can say, it's a, a pack of tools, uh, also a big framework, including uh, a huge engine behind. Not huge, it's very thin, but uh, it's, a, it's very well made uh, using C++. 
and uh, the framework is using Dart, and it's basically a UI framework. So using Flutter, you can create user interfaces uh, for several platforms, basically. Um, uh, they are the, the, the most, uh, the, the original intention, I guess it was uh, mobile. So it's very uh, mature in the mobile scenario. There's also web and uh, any kind of desktop and there, and there's the side projects and uh, independent uh, efforts that you can, you can check. There is uh, the, the, actually last uh, Flamicon, uh, we, we had this, uh, uh, this talk about how to render Flutter on a Raspberry Pi. Uh, and there's also, uh, I very recently discovered that uh, Samsung is working on a Flutter Tizen for uh, wearables and TVs. Oh, wow. So it's basically uh, a framework for user interfaces everywhere. And uh, it's uh, as the main characteristic, I would say. Uh, it has a very nice API of uh, declarative UI, just like uh, SwiftUI or maybe React. I, 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 before Flutter, I was a React developer, React Native okay. and React Web, and it's very close. I, I, you can resemble a lot between uh, this, uh, the components and React and the widgets uh, on, Fl or on Flutter. So yeah, that's what is Flutter today. And there's I think, I think my biggest struggle and what's, what's interesting, even kind of talking about this gaming engine is like every time I go down to use Flutter, it reminds me a lot of just web-based tooling, but with material UI or just material from, from Google kind of in that as a core. And every time I go to use it, I'm like, how are you ever going to make this as custom as you want it to? But it seems like Flame Engine is kind of like really making it custom. So um, I just want to read the blurb real quick from Google. It says, Flutter is Google's UI toolkit for building beautiful natively compiled applications for mobile, web, desktop, and embedded devices from a single code base. So the, so the interesting part there for me is that they call it a UI toolkit for yes. the Flutter side of that is a lot of um, what you guys are doing is is the game engine that you're building, is it actually built out of Flutter or is it more so like the dark level side of this? Uh, no, it's a, it's more, more about Flutter. It's on top of okay. Flutter. Flame, yeah, the reason, origin of the name, uh, Luan came up with this, Luan the creator, uh, is uh, Flutter and game. So they have Flame. So uh, it's basically... An API over Flutter uh, that you can create uh, games that depends basically on the game loop. So there's this um, uh, this idea, this parting of uh, of development of UI development that we can call it reactive UIs. So that most most uh, uh, most uh, uh, UI uh, frameworks like React and SwiftUI they are reactive to events. So every time you have a user typing something or clicking on something, or you have a, a network event, I don't know, something like this, you react to these events to update the UI. Uh, on games, uh, you have like the active UI. Uh, most animations, not all of them, but most animations, they can depend not only on external events from both the user and network and stuff like that, but also for internal logics like physics and stuff like this. So that's why we have the game loop. So Flame is, is basically uh, a way in, that you can create, it can create uh, UIs uh, with this paradigm of being active, not reactive. 
Uh, so that's why it doesn't use widget, but uh, you can say, uh, uh, Spidon said once, and it, I, I, I totally agree that uh, Flame is just a widget. It okay. starts being just a widget. So you have a game widget and everything starts from there. So it, it's all over uh, the Flutter. There's a lot of advantages on that because uh, Flutter is very mature and the performance is so great. So yeah, we are just, uh, it's a package. You can create a Flutter uh, app and then style Flame there and go from there. Uh, that's that's interesting a way to kind of think of Flame being just kind of that that widget piece to that. Um, Spiden, do you mind kind of breaking down and I'll for our for our viewers that are kind of watching on YouTube, I'll, I'll bring it up here the um, kind of the docs page for Flame real quick. Yeah, sure. Let me see here. So this this kind of has the probably three different packages. Can we just talk about like the difference between like a normal, well, not normal, but a gaming engine like uh, like uh, Unity or something like JavaScript base and what you guys are building here with the the different packages and things? Yeah, so we try to keep all of the like core uh, game engine logic logic inside of the Flame package. And then we have something called bridge packages that add extra functionality that you can add when you need it. So for example, as you see here, you have the flame audio. If you need audio in your game, which you probably do, and you want to add that one. And then this uh, bridge package, it connects it to either a dark package or another flutter package. So this one connects to uh, a package called audio players. And then you just get bindings for it inside of flame. And this second one, Flame Forge 2D, that is our, uh, we have an implementation of Box 2D, which is a physics engine uh, that we call Forge 2D. And this is a bridge package between uh, the, the Dart package Forge 2D and uh, Flame. So like, like Henan said, uh, it is inside of Flutter, the, the game engine, but uh, the bridge packages, or uh, like the packages that the bridge is connected to, they don't necessarily have to be in Flutter. They can be in pure Dart. Gotcha. And then we have a, so we have a lot the, more bridge packages too. Sorry about that. Is the actual like engine part of it that that you guys are developing, like you're writing Dart code, or is it something even past that then? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Dart code. It's more more Darty than it is. Uh, Flutter, I would say. I mean, you can mix in as much Flutter as you want to. So, for example, I mean, Flutter is great at building interfaces. If you want to have a menu system or something, you can build that in Flutter and then have your more, uh, like, drawn game uh, behind that. So I, I know... I know that um, kind of when we're when we're looking through this, uh, maybe I'll ask each of you this, and Wolfen, we can start with you. Like, how did you become kind of involved with the the Flame project? Uh, that's a really good question. Uh, basically, I got introduced uh, to Flutter originally at my uh, at the company that I work for to uh, look into uh, what is possible with uh, other frameworks. We were using uh, Cordova a lot. And we wanted okay. to uh, migrate to something new, something better, something fresh. And they asked me to uh, look into it. So I was like, well, let's uh, take a look at Flutter. And the way I look at uh, uh, frameworks and languages and that kind of things, I always want to try to build a game in it. 
because if I can make a game in a language or in a framework, then I understand it. That's a bit of my, that's how I think about it, at least. That's my logic. So uh, as you said before, if when you Google Flutter and game, you find Flame. Yep. Uh, so I started uh, working with Flame and there were a few things that bugged me that weren't right. And I just I was like, I, I, I need to do something about this. Uh, the, one of my first contributions was uh, basically fixing our uh, FPS counter. So we have a way to uh, read the FPS, uh, the frames per seconds uh, for debugging reasons. And uh, Flutter also provides a way to see the native uh, rendering of your frames, how many, how long it takes and that kind of stuff. And Flame at the time was using their own implementation to keep track of it. And I noticed it was always uh, different from what my debugging tools were telling me. So that was my first contribution. And since then I've been around the Discord and I was, I kept uh, answering people's questions in, instead of uh, the other maintainers. And eventually at the first or second FlameCon, Right, the day, the day before the FlameCon, I was asked to join the team. Like, hey, you've been quite active. Uh, would you like to be a proper part of the team? And, well, yeah. I said yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so the package that you created, um, typically from a, a web standpoint, we're always looking for like 60 frames per second. What's, what's the typical like frame rate that you guys are aiming for in a game? Uh, uh, Flutter itself uh, aims for uh, 60 by default, I believe. There are okay. ways to put it yes. to 120. They are always bounded by by the hardware. Uh, but uh, yes, it's uh, aimed at maximum speed, but at least 6 FPS. Less than that, you are jumping frames, yeah. as they say. So very, very so, similar to like anything web-based then. That's what you're aiming for. Cool. Yeah. Very awesome. Um, so since you're up on the screen or an end, um, oh, what, how, how did you get uh, involved with Flame? Oh, that goes, ah, goes way back then. Yeah. Uh, I've seen Flame, uh, Flame Born, actually, a, a little bit, kind of, I don't know. Uh, back in Brazil, I was working at this company and uh, I had two nice co-workers, Luan and Eric. Uh, me and Eric were in a project and we were working with React Native at the time and uh, someone sent me this message with this uh, Medium uh, uh, article. It was about Flutter. It was, it was 2017, I guess. Yes, uh, probably 2017. And uh, at the same time, Luan started to explore uh, Flutter and I was exploring as well, like uh, Flutter creating, creating and exploring stuff and and, and stuff like that. And Luan and Eric started to create a, a game or something like that. And uh, Luan uh, got uh, got to the knowledge that didn't they didn't have any uh, implementation of a game loop or something close to that uh, on on Flutter at that time. Then Luan cre created a Flame, and uh, he showed me. Uh, at the same time, I had created a package. I think I think it was PhotoView. Uh, and we were both uh, in these two projects. And Luan and Eric uh, started uh, something we call uh, Fire Slime. It was like a small, it is like a small uh, game studio uh, okay. around Flame. And they uh, evolved Flame, and Flame started to uh, explode. Everybody was starting it. it. I think it's one, I think it's at least uh, top five uh, repositories, uh, Flutter repositories with stars. And uh, it, it, it exploded, and everybody was talking about it. 
And I, I joined uh, uh, the team uh, sometime after. Uh, I joined Eric and Luan, and we started to maintain uh, Flame, basically, since then. And uh, yes, it, 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 it's pretty. It's a pre pretty serious deal. We have like a, a, a weekly meeting uh, about uh, stuff. We have a Trello, so we, we can organize uh, things that we have to do. And uh, yeah, every uh, it's a pretty pretty serious stuff because we have a, our organization, but it's still not uh, like a corporate uh, closed thing that you have to deliver or stuff like that. It's just we we are, we are just uh, enjoying ourselves while maintaining this project. Yeah, for That's sure. Uh, so last but not least, but uh, I, I heard you mention Eric and Luan. They're number two and three from my from my insights page on GitHub. But I think this guy <laughs> here, Lucas, seems to be number one. Does that mean you've been uh, doing a lot of work recently, Anna? Yeah, exactly. So I've been doing more work recently and uh, like Eric and Luan. Like Lu Luan has done like the base of everything. And then we have started building on top of that. So the insight page, I don't know if it's very like accurate. It's hard <laughs> to tell. Like I've done a lot of small PRs lately, and yeah, I think we, it's it's hard to tell who's done a lot. But yeah, and I, I became involved like very randomly because I have worked at the game studio before called Dice, but not at all with games. Like with, yes, I am a backend coder. I just do backend services. Okay. And I'm not really even interested in games at all. I don't play any games or anything. <laughs> That's amazing that you can work on a, a project That's like that. Really interesting. Yeah. But then, like, uh, I think two years ago it is now, uh, then I was out backpacking. And usually when I'm backpacking, I have some form of free time project to do. And I had, like, uh, taken a train through China and Mongolia, uh, for Russian Mongolia. And then I was down in. Uh, China was super hot, so I wanted to get out of there, but I promised that I wouldn't fly that year. So I decided to get on a, a freight ship. So I, like, I managed to buy a ticket to get on a freight ship, and then it was going to take like almost three weeks to get to, uh, to Canada. Does, does this mean you like shipped yourself? No, I had like a little room on there, luckily, not in a container. <laughs> <laughs> But on there, you have no internet or anything. So all I had was my laptop with like the flame source code. And uh, I, my project then was that I was going to build a game. But I ended up more looking at uh, how, how the engine worked and things I wanted to fix on the engine. So then when I, when I came back from, like when I came to land, like completely crazy because I hadn't had any interaction with humans for like several <laughs> weeks. Or, well, there was the crew, but they barely spoke English. So... <laughs> Yeah, then I had a lot of ideas for things to fix on Flame, and I started uh, uh, giving pull requests there. That's that's incredible. I mean, the project could have like completely changed in three months, and you've been like, oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The, it was three weeks that the boat took, not three months. Luckily, <laughs> okay. I would have been, I would have been so cr crazy you, if it was three months. I've, could I've you actually... imagine? Could you imagine the merge? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been oh. brutal. <laughs> I've, I've actually well, yeah. um there's like cruises or well cruises you can you can sign up to get one of those rooms and i've always been interested in it just to kind of pull myself off the grid but i'm always like mm. yeah but i'll be the guy that boat goes down or pirates attack or something i don't want to do that uh, it is super nice it's like because you're forced to 
like get out of society and out of internet and everything. But you also go slightly crazy, I think. <laughs> um, so for those uh, who may have noticed, Brittany popped in. She's having some uh, technical difficulties. I think uh, Wolfen's having a couple too, but we'll we'll try yep. to keep this thing flowing along. Sorry, yeah, we're doing the best we can today. <laughs> it's the day for uh, technical glitches, apparently. Um, so something that I'm kind of curious about, one of the biggest packages that I always hear about, like when you want to start doing gaming is Unity. Can someone provide kind of a, a comparison what what this might be like versus Unity? Yeah, sure. I can continue and take that one. Uh, I mean, so Unity is like super huge thing. Yeah. Uh, and like it has an editor and it has all these kind of things like it's huge 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 yep. and that is both its strength and its weakness i think so if you if you want to build a 2d mobile game with unity it will become like a really big package that you have to install on your phone and it can be it is like quite a struggle to get it to run on all different devices and stuff and that is where the strength of like having Flutter as the backbone comes in because we can super easily build. I mean, we only do 2D games. Meanwhile, we, meanwhile Unity can do anything. Yeah. Meanwhile, we can really quickly get out uh, smaller 2D games on all platforms with very fast loading times compared to Unity and much smaller bundle sizes. Do you think um, the capability will ever be there to go to a 3D version? Or is that like the way Flutter works? I know it has to like compile down to to different source codes and things. Is that just going to be too much to ever consider? Well, I think I could take this one if you want, uh, Lucas. Yeah, absolutely. This is about rendering. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite uh, subject. Uh, Technically speaking... uh, uh, basically, how you render in, in Flutter is you everything works with the canvas. Uh, not everything, but simply said, everything works against the canvas. So they just uh, have multiple uh, functions available to you that you can use, and those functions do something uh, internally and eventually go to the GPU, and then it renders stuff. Uh, at the moment, Flutter does not support things like shaders and uh, those kinds of things. So basically, code you can execute on your GPU which is kind of a necessity for uh, rendering 3D because you have to know which side is the front and back. Otherwise, you get the uh, occlusion and then you can look through your objects and that kind of stuff. If you want to do 3D in Flutter, it's technically possible. There are methods for it, but you have to do all the calculation on uh, all the texture calculations on the, on the CPU. It isn't meant that kind of heavy calculation. So yes, technically Flutter can already do 3D, but it won't really be at any proper frame rate. Okay. But they are trying to support uh, shaders. That's something they are already working on. Uh, I've been uh, keeping track of that and hopefully deeper with it because they're only doing simple shaders, simple shader support. But eventually if they go further with it, then maybe we get more access to the internal uh, APIs and then we could technically be doing 3D rendering. That's amazing. But that's not up to the Flutter team, by the way. That's up to the Skya uh, engine. That's a whole other thing that it's built upon again. So that's a whole other subject, but 
Yeah. My fingers yeah, are it's a layer. It's a layer below uh, even uh, Flutter. Yeah. yeah, I keep reading that they can have been considering taking Skia or Skia away and using something else too. So we'll, we'll have to see yeah, how that, that ends been, up. Uh, they have been discussing that indeed. Which would be a total rewrite of their internal API. So that so i have to throw out there anytime i talk about unity um there's you know firebase i use quite a bit on the web especially for authentication and like firestore or the firebase real-time database um is that kind of easy to plug in something like that to a gaming system uh well Kind of depends on the kind of game you're building, of course. Sure. Uh, it fits, it fits. Eh? You have the real-time database. You can do quite a lot with it. And uh, Firebase is uh, supported in Flutter. There are Firebase plugins developed by the Firebase team, I believe, even. Like yep. they support it natively, yep. which allows for a lot of things. But yeah, technically speaking, you could just use Firebase as your backend if you wanted to, uh, depending on your game, because Firebase can be quite expensive if... You have yeah, a lot of read to write, I guess, but the, the, yeah, nothing is stopping you from doing so. Uh, Flame is on the networking part completely agnostic. There's nothing in place, so you can just choose your own. Your own is that the real-time part that's expensive? Uh, I, yeah, in the real-time database, that's uh, one of the products from Firebase. I believe you have to pay for each read and write uh, that you do. So if you have a lot of enemies walking around, or a lot of players walking around, uh, that actually yeah. all right. So. Oh, okay. Yep, I understand. Yeah, you have to structure it in very specific ways so you don't burn through your account. So, what yeah, kind exactly. of database or backend do y'all use for Flame Engine? Game? Or, uh, or game? I, I'm not backend? sure about Hannah and Lucas <laughs> if they ever did anything with uh, multiplayer and Flame. Uh, but, not yet. Uh, we, we I had this uh, small uh, tryout uh, last year, and uh, we used uh, a node, a simple Node.js uh, with uh, sockets. Uh, so this is the kind of backends, and uh, and we didn't have uh, we didn't have any database. It was like just a real data thing. So we just had the uh, okay. rooms and the players and stuff like that. So the data wasn't stored anywhere. It just kind of went away after it was restarted. Yeah, that's that was because of the type of the game. It was a room, and uh, the users, uh, the online users, could interact with each other and stuff like this. Uh, so cool. yeah, basically. Then. Cool. Yeah, and like I mean, you can use pretty much any database. I mean, any database that Flutter can connect to and any backend, and it really depends on what kind of game it is you're writing, what will fit for your needs. Yeah, yeah that's the, that's the magic. Flutter's, yeah, the beauty go. of Flutter is also that you can do anything. So if you want to do a, a TCP connections or do a API request or use WebSockets, all of it is possible. Though you can't use TCP or UDP connections on web. But <laughs> WebSockets, you can just use WebSockets on Linux, Mac, uh, Android, iOS, one code base yes. uh, to rule them all. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm going to share my screen again and just kind of show what this might look like in VS Code. So let's see here. Um, so this is this is kind of an example. I'm going to go full screen for a minute here just to show. Thank so you. So 
to me, this always looks very much like a, um, if, if a person is looking at this and they haven't seen it before, it looks a lot like a Java program or possibly a C++ program where it has kind of the main execution. Um, so this is one of the, the two tutorials that are currently out in the, the repo that you can run. And as long as you have Flutter kind of started and you run like Flutter Doctor to make sure you have all the, the things that uh, Flutter requires at that point, you can actually just kind of run this in, in a debugger. And so let's let's kick this off just to kind of check it out real quick. Let's see if the, the demo gods are against me or not. Hopefully it, it goes somewhat fast. Maybe, maybe. Waiting for uh, the Chrome browser to start up is always the longest part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After you have it started and you start changing the code, it will automatically like update to the browser. Yeah, I'll show that off too, because it, it seems like, so this, what we're showing here for those who are just listening is just kind of a, a square that is bouncing uh, left to right. And I'll just update like a square speed value. Um, 400's currently listed. So let me do a little split screen here. Oops. Um, so if I, I change up 400 to like a 600 and hit save, a little quick refresh. And now you can see it's, it's bouncing back and forth um, very quickly. So um, very straightforward though. I mean, when you start to look at this and so these, these are actually, um, there's a couple different like flame palette and then the flutter material is coming into play and then a uh, flame dart package is being used as well. So once that kind of game engine and to your point, here's the, the game widget, like we were talking about, everything is just a widget in here. Once that starts to, and forgive me, but render or paint the screen, um, it just kind of takes that off. And honestly, it's amazing to me that like this is out there as a web browser at that point, but you would also see the same thing on iOS or Android or anywhere else we build this, right? Yeah, that's a part of the canvas. Yeah, the that's, canvas. that's the incredible part of Flutter is it just builds out to the canvas, um, which is it's awesome. So um, one of the other kind of cool areas that you can get into as well are these different stories that are out there. And you guys actually shared a link with me for the examples. Yeah. Let me bring that up real quick. So this you can run out of the repo too, but um, it has some more kind of examples in here. I don't, I, I still can't figure out if this uh, little girl is trying to catch like helicopters. She's <laughs> got a butterfly net and yeah. Those look like dragonflies, maybe. Yeah, they are helicopters. <laughs> oh, are they helicopters? It's, it's kind of we odd, never but... said we are the greatest uh, designers. <laughs> so, yeah, all developers, not uh, assets makers. <laughs> that, yeah. I think that's clear now. But it just it's this is uh, it's using a package called uh, Dashbook. It's just it's just like Starbucks uh, on the web, you know. So you have stories there, and uh, it's just uh, each uh, part that, that there's a uh, a goal of explaining a particular uh, feature uh, or how to use that feature. Yeah, so, uh, this was really cool. Like, it just, are those like sprites that just get dropped in? 
So these ones are just uh, shapes that are. So we have a concept oh. of shapes in there that are just drawn. Oh, so this okay. one is this one is showing the collision, the built-in simple collision detection system that we have. So when you see that something changes color, then it has hit something else. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering with like the other ones with the sprites, and then how those get styled. Like, is there something similar to CSS in Flutter, and how does all this happen? Oh, sprites. Uh, sprites is, uh, I guess, uh, th there are a lot of animations. If you uh, go and search about how to do animations on Flutter, there's a lot of ways, a lot of kind of answers. You can have animations like Lottie, uh, kind of like uh, vector animations. You can have animations on the on the widgets that you do, like CSS. You have transitions and uh, active animations and repeat animations. But sprite animations, there's not nothing on Flutter about sprite animations. Uh, so uh, there is a built-in uh, uh, kind of tool uh, for sprites on Flame. You can actually use, uh, there's a widget just to show a sprite animation in any uh, Flutter app. So you need a sprite, but you don't, and you are not making a game. You can use Flame for that. Uh, you have, we have tree shaking on, on the on Dart compilation. So uh, we can, uh, you can import uh, Flame and just, just use that widget for sprites you want includes the entire engine in your application. So uh, that's uh, that, that's a, the, the funny part. And the, 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 there's the sprite and there's a class for sprites, a class for sprite animation, uh, where you can uh, map an image, an asset image, and each part of the image is, uh, is a sprite. So you can do that uh, programmatically. You can do that uh, if you already know your sprite, your file, and uh, you already know uh, the squares and the frames and stuff like that, you can do that yourself. But there's an application, a helper application called called uh, File Atlas that Eric uh, also created, and it's it's like a, a interface where you can import an, uh, the the image file for your sprite, so your entire sprite sheet, and you can map with squares, which is each frame, and it exports for Dart, uh, for Dart code, and it's pretty easy to plug into to Flame. It's File Atlas. It's uh, open source. Cool. Yeah, very cool. I, I wanted to show off one more just to kind of like if if people are really like getting into the game side of it, like this shows joysticks and buttons. Um, I think this probably highlights really like if this is a character and once you start moving like that, you can show them running and all of a sudden you have Mario running around on the screen, right? As you click buttons, it changes colors. So I think there's a lot just here that you can start to imagine once you can kind of move on the screen like that, what you can build. And then with the, uh, I think there's parabolic somewhere in your, or parallax area. Oh. So like you can put it in front of this kind of yes. setup and now you're moving in a world. So it, it there's a lot here and I think you guys did a really good job or whoever created the examples to break these down in very simple ways to consume and like see the different code that's actually like behind all of this. And it seems relatively simple. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to oversimplify, like making a game is still complex, but I think you can get started on this pretty easily. Would you guys agree? Yeah, absolutely. And, and these example things that you mentioned, like we have a, a, every time you make a PR, you also, if it adds a feature of anything, you also have to include an example for it, which I think is really good because otherwise, 
yeah, people won't understand that the features are there and we will forget about them ourselves. Exactly. Too. That's one of the things I think one of the most important things that docs can provide people is to have like examples out there. That's one of the things I love the most about Svelte is that their docs are like mini examples and take you through how to learn it. It just it shows people how to use the system. And I think it's great. You guys did a really good job. I like that rule. So you guys don't accept a PR for a new feature without an example. That's really amazing. That's, That's awesome. cool. Awesome. Um, so I know we, we have a few more items in our list of questions here. And, and one of the other ones is, uh, can you do multiplayer games with Flame? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, there is uh, this, uh, I forgot the name, uh, Spidon, the name of the, the recent project. What was it? Something on Ant. Nagama. Yes, Nakama, Nakama, I, I guess. Nakama. Yes, and uh, it's it's being ported to Flutter, so it's like a client for a very uh, known, uh, but I forgot the name, uh, backend uh, for games. So you have this uh, different kind of uh, servers, open source servers, and some of them have uh, Flutter clients. And uh, it, it, it's, uh, as uh, Spiden said, it, we are uh, network agnostic. So uh, basically, we depend on things that ha is connected uh, to Flutter itself. Okay. So, yes, it's totally possible to do uh, multiplayer games. And you have a whole way, a whole freedom to, to choose your tools. We are not opinion. Uh, we don't have an opinion on that. Cool. Yeah, and my head immediately was like back in Flutter world or Flutter in, in Firebase world. So like I can connect to three different of my friends and all of a sudden we're like high scores and all that fun stuff. So yes, it was a perfect fit in my mind. Yeah, for the early uh, Fireslime games, we were using Google Play games uh, okay. to, to keep high scores so you can connect stuff like that. I'm not aware of uh, of uh, any anyone working on it, but it's a good idea if you are looking to create a, a new another uh, open source project. I would say going desktop now. Uh, Flutter is really strong, strongly going to desktop. I would say I don't know connect to Steam or something like this. It would yeah. be really nice for Steam. Yep, that would be neat. Awesome. Um, I don't know much of what this is, but uh, you guys kind of said, hey, maybe you should bring this up. Um, does Flame use Entity Component System? Can Can you guys explain what ECS is? Uh, I try, if I'm, because apparently my mic was uh, having some troubles. So uh, I'm not sure if I'm understandable right now. Yeah, you're good for right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, an entity component system is uh, a way to structure uh, structureize your game. So it's basically just like uh, basically uh, entities are your players, your enemies, and those kinds of things in your game. Uh, but they exist out of different uh, attributes, components in this case. So uh, for instance, uh, if you have a, a player, uh, you could have a component. It would be its race. It would be a human or an orc or yeah, if you go a bit uh, Skyrim-like. Uh, <laughs> and this is a way. system like used by quite a lot of other yeah. uh, game engines. Unity so, has, has its own uh, entity component system as well. And basically, Flame also has its own entity component system. I'm saying that a bit 
uh, yeah, like technically it has uh, components, but it does not have the entities or systems part. <laughs> okay. So each component is also an entity by definition. So you saw the, 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 the sprite animation, for instance. I believe that one uses a component. Uh, that example uses a component. And basically, the, the, the person that was trying to capture uh, something is, is an entity, but it's also a component with a position and a size and a sprite and that kind of stuff. Okay. That is called, yeah, here. I, I believe this example uses it. I might be wrong, but... It is the best way to visualize it. It is an entity, but it's also a component. Yes, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and cool. that is the flare component system. So you can just write components and you can just use them in your game if you use our base game class that preps all the rendering and update logic for you. So you only have to focus on what you want to create. You don't have to think about how does my game work. You have a structure for you, you have components, and you can just write it. Awesome. And there's also a little shameless plug from my side, but we also have a different uh, entity component system called Oxygen that I've been working on uh, in my free time part of, as part of the Flame team, but not part of the Flame engine. So it's completely agnostic. So you can use it anywhere you want in any kind of system as long as it's a Dart package or Dart project. And I'm currently working on making a bridge, like the Audio Players Bridge and the Force 2D Bridge for Oxygen for people who are familiar with Unity, uh, but want to work in the same kind of uh, structure, same kind of entity component. Oxygen is a different way of... Is, is Oxygen like a physics engine for it then, or is it... No, it, it, it is uh, a, a complete entity component system. So you have entities, okay. components. It's completely split up, whereas the flame component system is all of those three in one. Gotcha. Okay. That's sweet. But it is so quite I... interesting because flame's approach is quite different from most game engines, I feel like. Yeah, it does seem a little different in that context, but it, it seems to fit really well with the rest of Flutter coding. So Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. It cool. allows the Flutter developers to easily make their games because witches are also kind of like their components. Yeah, I would say it's somewhere in between uh, ECS, what ECS aims to be, and uh, what the widget tree on, Fl on Flutter aims to be. Uh, so you have uh, some concepts of drilling down events, like uh, depth events and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, and uh, what uh, Wolfram <laughs> uh, did was uh, 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 something dedicated, a full-on ECS thing. And uh, the the thing is, it's not only Flutter, right, Wolfram? It's uh, you no, can it's, also it's you can also do it agnostic. So you can use it on on your backend if you want to write your uh, game server for a multiplayer in Dart, and you want an entity component system to keep track of uh, each player, for instance. You could use use Oxygen. It doesn't depend on Flutter in any sort of way, which right. is also really powerful because you can also just write web. Uh, packages in Dart without Flutter, because originally Dart was developed purely for the web, right. and then the Flutter project took it uh, as their main language and decided, nope, we're going to use it for everything. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I think we kind of we covered a lot of what um, kind of the Flame engine is, and like we showed examples. Um, as far as like getting help, if you start down this road, I, I feel like I, I have the answer, but uh, 
what's the best place to get help with your flame engine issues? I think the best place initially would be to check out the documentation, of course. And mm -hmm. not always be the first thought, but when you have a really specific problem or you need, you want to talk about uh, how to do this in Flame slash Flutter, then uh, our Discord would probably be the best place to just join us. And then so any of us can just discuss it with you. And so it's uh, flame-engine.org. And as you said, there's docs and Discord button right at the top. So it's all super easy to find. And I found getting into the Discord and just saying hello is super friendly and easy. So definitely uh, check that out. I think we're coming up on time. So I'm going to switch gears and we'll jump into our perfect picks. I think, Lucas, you are first with, is it Milos or Melos? I have no idea how to pronounce it, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we would have to ask the authors. And maybe it says here. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so since we have this, uh, we have these bridge packages that we have been building more and more of them. And we have had them under our organization on GitHub for a long time. But it became kind of overwhelming. And they became outdated quickly since we updated Flame. But we forgot to update the bridge packages. So we turned everything into a monorepo. So all of the packages exist in the same repository and they are like have relative paths to each other in there. So if we update something in Flame that would break one of the bridge packages, we would see it directly. And Milos is a tool for uh, like handling several packages inside of, uh, of one uh, Git repository. So like a monorepo. And That's really cool. I see it's inspired by Lerno. So we yeah. either Lerno or NX all the time on the website. So that makes sense. Mm. And and right now we have we have quite a big so we haven't started using this yet, but we're we're gonna start using it once we have released version one of Flame. So that will be our like yeah, step over. Because one thing that we have a lot of problems with is that the, we have a change log file. So every, with every request, you have, or with every PR, you have to write a line in the change log and say what you have changed. <laughs> but then if you if you uh, merge something else before, you will always have a conflict in the change log file. And with Milos, you don't have to worry about that because that one generates the change log with something called conventional commits. It looks at the commits and generates the change log from that. That's Instead really cool. You having to do it, yeah. So, I hate so. having to do that. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't Lerner do it, do it automatically too? I think there is a command, but we never use it. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's probably my fault. Yeah, I, I think there is a lot of other stuff in here too, but that, so I have just scratched the surface on it, and it seems to be really great. It's interesting. I wonder if you could even use Lerner, but maybe it's there's too many npm packages and relations there. I don't know. Yeah, um, probably nicer to pull in something that is in Dart than to... Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jokum, we have you with Sprite Stack. Yeah, the Sprite Stack is, uh, in this case, this is a product. Uh, it's a, a kind of a voxel editor that uh, allows you to make uh, 2D renderings of 3D objects. But not in the traditional sense that you have all the different sides. But instead, uh, it layers each height of an object on top of each other. It's a rendering technique, technically. And this is the product called Sprite Stack. But it's technically a rendering technique called Sprite Stack that allows you to uh, display 3D, 3D objects in a 2D setting. 
Oh, cool. So, uh, yeah, basically it just layers everything on, on top of each other. And it's quite an amazing way of yeah, rendering uh, things. It allows for a really interesting style for, uh, for, uh, for games, for example. And I've, so I've been working I... a lot with this uh, myself uh, for Flame. For, uh, I'm making my own little game engine built on top of Flame again that focuses on this uh, rendering technique. Can can you take like a photo and upload it, or you have to have like something three no, D rendered and then you bring it in? No, basically you have to bring in a three D object, like uh, for okay. example for for Magic or Foxel, a voxel based uh, cube based uh, model, and it it turns the cubes into different uh, each layer in the Z index would turn become uh, each block in the Z index would become part of the layer from that index, and then That's just really lays cool. on top of each other. It's like a little mini iPad. <laughs> I love the shadow. Amazing too. things. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, it's too bad we don't have that sword that you made with price stacking because that one it was, was so clear to see how it works with each layer on top of each other. I, I do have that on my on my Twitter. So if people uh, check out my Twitter, there somewhere uh, in there. It's it's a really good way to dis- yeah, display how the technique works. That is correct. Yeah, if you want to shoot me that, I'll put it in our uh, notes for sure. People can check it out. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send it to you. Uh, next oh, up is uh, Tomb Toad. Ooh, yes. This is uh, one of the earliest game using uh, Flame, and it, I think it uh, it uh, it's has it started like way before we had most stuff we have uh, today on the framework on the engine. So yes, it's a, it's a, it's very addictive, and uh, I it's one of these games that you at the same time love because the gameplay is so unique and uh, the artwork is it's so great. Uh, but you at the same time you hate because it's so goddamn difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, yeah, so it's uh, it's on uh, for Android and also for iOS. And so it's pretty cool. I totally rate uh, rate ten. Out of ten on this one, oh. so yeah, the that's a high rating. Also, uh, the rendering technique it uses. Yes, it uses some kind sprites, of sprite this stacking. is a, this is sprite stacking. Yes, the developer David he uh, he did a, a talk about it in uh, the second FlameCon we did. Yes. It, yes, this is sprite stacking. The walls are made by different uh, sprites layers on top of each other. Oh, wow. perfect example as well. If you want to play a game used with this technique that I uh, mentioned. Yeah, so it has a 3D effect. I love it. Just 2D things. We're lowering the picks today. (laughs) I'll have to give uh, them the four bucks, let my son play it. He loves stuff like this. Brittany, you're up next with Mythic Quest. Yeah, so my pick is not tech-based, but TV, but it's still talking about games. So this is kind of an MMO company, like a massive multiplayer online role-playing game. And uh, it's main the main two characters, this girl and this guy, and they butt heads all the time. And it's just all the dynamics that you get, like, and you think about working at a company that does game development. And it's super funny, really good watch. Uh, we just finished the season, so we're done with it. But it was really good. I started watching. I'll have to uh, pick it back up and watch the second season. Yeah, there's some really funny moments. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. Nice. It's a really good show. I would really recommend it. 
I think Brittany has a little spelt news. Oh gosh, you positive. <laughs> nice moment. Sorry. There. We'll make that oh, more. That's animated. interesting. Okay. Um, so you got my OBS background today from where I did spelt radio the other day because Chrome was giving me so many issues. But I did a spelt radio podcast last week and then today Auth Zero released my course. It's like a little mini learner's path on what is felt and spelt kit or getting started with spelt and spelt kit so it's just a little 30 minute tutorial i built a small little blog site and the fact that you can write a three-page site with a blog in 30 minutes in spelt with like a 10 minute intro too so that's awesome. <laughs> i think spelt's pretty yeah. awesome that's but that's why I have spelt here today. I that was because I'm using OBS to get in my green screen. Because <laughs> Chrome didn't like me. That was the technical issue. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. Firefox is working, so. I love the floating head. It shows up very nicely. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, my pick is uh, GitHub Copilot. Um, the reason I pick it is because I think GitHub's gonna have some crazy amount of issues and I want people to kind of check it out and see where this goes because I have a feeling they decide to ignore a lot of licenses when they put their models through learning and uh, oh. a lot of people are pissed off. <laughs> to yeah, a, lot of, a lot of people are pissed off, yeah. Is yeah, it using so copyrighted code? Technically, there's licensed code that they train their models for the AI for, so it's, it's yeah, going to be they interesting. They all the open source projects on GitHub. Uh, like, and technically, they, they are open source, so they were like, oh, we can do that, but those are still licensed. Right. Ah. <laughs> so I mean, they don't have permission to do that. <laughs> it, it's, it's really cool like, to check out and, and play around with. Uh, for sure, like, check it out. I think it's an amazing tool, but it, it I have a really feeling well. they're going to have some... Uh, some lawsuit issues from Microsoft. In the yeah. <laughs> well, Microsoft owns GitHub. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, like, oh, Microsoft's going to okay. have to deal with some things in the future. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting, I think, because it's a topic in like law that hasn't been tried at all yet. Because yes, this is basically just exactly. yes, reading yes. code. It doesn't use it directly. Right. It has right. only. It is like a human have read this code and it is open. That's what reading. I was gonna like. So it's not something that isn't fully covered by the by the licenses either. It's it's always one of those like if you copy it out of the textbook, make sure you change something. I think it's kind of <laughs> yeah. like one of those things. Just we'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> oh Maybe they should just introduce uh, typing uh, errors on X, uh, on purpose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you still have to fix it yourself with your own code. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Awesome. Well, I think, did I miss any? No, that's all of our uh, perfect picks. I'll throw us in the, the crazy view here of five. We haven't done a, a five-person pod yet, so for those of you on YouTube, it's it's pretty fun to look at us all. But just huge thanks for you guys coming on. Um, definitely uh, curious kind of where Flutter is taking off and especially like gaming on Flutter. So I'm really excited to see Flame Engine. Uh, it, it seems like it's number one. I don't know of a lot of other engines out there for Flutter yet. And uh, I think it'll be cool to see the, the growth that Flame's going to take in the future. It's a really exciting time for Flutter and Dart. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah thanks a lot for having us. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll have to have you on again and see, uh, see the progress tracking through.
Yeah, so give, us a, give us a star on GitHub so we keep being the largest. I mean, we kind of are the only game engine for Flutter. But <laughs> still. We still want to be the, be the largest one. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> we never know what compo- or opponents we will have in the future. That's right. Do we have opponents? It's I don't think we have. No. <laughs> we have like the, there, 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 there is, is a package called Sprite Widget, yeah. No, there's another one. I, I forgot its name, but it's based on a really old version of Flame. Oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. This is like the 96 Bulls. Is there competition? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, everybody. You guys have a great evening because you're a little later than us. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Thanks. Super. Have a good one. Yeah. Take care. Later. Have a good one.